On the Record with Gavin Riley. Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk. You will have heard throughout this week that Dublin Airport is involved in a dispute with Fingal County Council over nighttime flights on its new north runway. Residents there have complained about noise and the local authority has cited a breach of planning conditions which the airport's operators, DAA, rejects. All of this is in the midst of surging passenger numbers as the airport bounces back to pre-pandemic operating levels. Owen Corey is editor of Air and Travel magazine. He joins me now on the line. Owen, you're very welcome to on the record. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, Good afternoon, Mandy. Lovely to be in touch. Now, Owen, you wrote a fascinating piece uh, this weekend in the Irish Independent about Dublin Airport, obviously citing that it has had a very strong post-COVID recovery. Um, And actually, when I was reading the piece, it reminded me that this time last year, things were bad. And Dublin Airport have done a lot, haven't they, to kind of redeem themselves? Yeah, it was a very difficult time for them. Uh, They weren't alone. Like what happened really last year, and we're still only putting the pieces together, Mandy, was that aviation recovered pretty unevenly. And some of the airports were cut worse than others. Uh, Some of the airlines were in a better position to move. It happened that one of the best airlines that was in the best position to move was Ryanair. Uh, They kept their pilots employed. They kept their aircraft certified. It meant that they didn't go into a shed and have to go through all that certification process. And they kept their cabin crew employed. So when um, people started traveling again, and we got to remember how uncertain we were right up till about May or June of last year and how certain uncertain we still are. About one third of the people still a little bit uncertain about uh, traveling again. So all of that was happening. Dublin Airport were caught and one of uh, Ryanair were really ready to go. And they ended up with larger numbers than they anticipated. They ended up with a couple of meltdowns, very well publicized. Listeners will remember end of March, end of May, when the security queues uh, caused people to miss flights. And then we had this tarpaulin circus tent I described in the Irish Independent uh, constructed, which was never acquired again. But it was just this reminder that we've a, we've a shabby airport. We had a shabby, shabby in terms of services, shabby in terms of the, the food offerings, the cleaning of the toilets, all of that. They've cleaned, they've managed to get all, all of that into shape. The one area that they're under a little bit of stress was the car park. Looked very grim in May. We're missing 6,000 spaces. The listeners will remember the old Quick Park and Santry. Never got going again. Ran into a couple of regulatory uh, problems. And uh, yet they managed to get through and we're through probably the busiest day of the year today. We're in the middle of it now, Mandy. Okay, well, I want to bring in Dara Brady from Ryanair because he's here with me in studio. And high praise indeed for you there, Dara from Owen. You were ready. Dublin Airport weren't ready this time last year. Um, uh, the runway issues aside, are you now happy with the way that Dublin Airport are running this summer? Well, firstly, afternoon afternoon to you too, Owen. Um, look, I think one of the things that we would say, we were um, we were one of the few airlines that said that we expected the recovery to bounce back quite quickly. I think what happened with many of the other airlines um, was they were not expecting um, the surge of demand which, which we had predicted would come. I think Dublin Airport... Uh, were equally in that uh, category of not being prepared uh, with with the right staffing levels at security. Uh, the customer experience was was very poor um, throughout last summer. But 
Indeed, this summer it's been much, much better in terms of the passenger experience at the airport. Most people are getting through security uh, in a very uh, quick period of time. So much, much improved this summer versus last summer. Okay, but the outstanding issue, Owen, just to bring you back in, uh, that we see across the front pages today, particularly in the Business Post, is that the increase in activity and the associated noise has prompted an intervention from Fingal County Council, which we now read may be heading to the courts. What do you make of all that? A little bit trickier than um, you made out in the initial intro there, Mandy, because it's nothing to do with the North runway. It's actually a, a planning permission that's been around for a long time that meant reducing the level of night flights below than the level they were seven years ago. Uh, it's, it's not the second runway. It's actually bringing things back down to below what they were in the first runway. Now, Dublin Airport seemed to have uh, taken the... Up- um, they protested at the time and they seem to have taken the attitude that, they, you know, they, this will be solved. And we spent seven years and it wasn't solved. And now they got a six week ultimatum, which could have, um, unless something, you know, delays that or changes that, will mean cancelled uh, flights. Um, it will mean uh, Darren's in studio there. He'll be able to fill you in on Ryanair's predicament. The, a lot of their flights are before seven in the morning. They can't be moved till after seven. It's the busiest hour, one of the second busiest hour in the airport. Mm. And um, they're returning flights from the Canaries if they can't land. They, they, you know, you will have that issue of landing people in Shannon and bussing people back. It's a big problem. It'll probably go to the courts. But the real issue here is the ticking clock, the six weeks. Uh, Fingless County Council have given Dublin Airport to reduce their night flights. There are a couple of very obvious solutions. The very the first one is that you do what every other airport in Europe is doing and you monitor the noise rather than the number of flights. Uh, the Ryanair, uh, new aircraft that Ryanair have, and let's give Aer Lingus a shout, the new aircraft, the A321LR and the A320 uh, family that Aer Lingus have, they're about 50% quieter than when this uh, planning permission was introduced seven years ago. And you, if you measure it by noise, it'll probably solve the problem. If you also yep. change <clears throat> the time to midnight to six instead of 11 to seven, it'll probably solve the problem. But the problem needs to be solved. Are we going to be looking at cancelled flights? Yeah, and I want to bring Dara back in here. Your boss, uh, Michael O'Leary, very unhappy, as he often is with this, very unhappy with the minister, as he often is. This is the worst minister. This is about the 10th time I've I've heard him call minister, the worst minister. But um, his argument is, as Owen has said there, that this should be evaluated on noise rather than numbers of flights. Presumably you've had a couple of days to look at the ruling from Fingal County Council. I wanted to ask you specifically how this will affect Ryanair's operations. And if I am someone who has one of those flight tickets, what do I do now? Can I be expecting to be looked after by Ryanair? Well, firstly, I, w- I would say that Michael's commentary in relation to this has been quite accurate. Like we have now faced into yet another mismanagement by Minister Ryan uh, and the DAA of this situation that is ultimately going to put passengers at significant risk of having their, their flights cancelled. Now, this isn't just an issue about uh, flights in the night. This is a primary issue is uh, we have 33 aircraft based in Dublin. Those aircraft are primarily starting to depart the airport from 6 a.m. That's people going out on their holidays to Spain, to Canaries. And those flights departing at six o'clock would no longer be able to, or a proportion of those flights would no longer be able to take off. 
those uh, aircraft can't be moved into later slots that are already full. There is also a rival airport slot. So uh, the issue here is 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 uh, very significant. Uh, we don't know what exactly it is yet in terms of we haven't received any notification in terms of what exactly this uh, uh, enforcement would mean. But what but is, is clear here... But it's not very clear what it would mean. Well, we don't know what the absolute number of reductions will be spread across for whoever you, is operating you know for us. Term, yeah. terms so, but you know what the terms that they're asking for. What they're asking for is that we end up in a farcical situation of where we now have two runways at Dublin Airport, but yet we have less flights than when we had one. So the situation here is 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 a serious passenger issue, and we have repeatedly called over the last two to three days that Minister Ryan needs to to come out and say, okay, look, sensible decisions need to be taken now. And we have you had any engagement with the minister, or the department, or DAA on this? No, we've seen we've seen the usual tactic from from the minister, uh, gone to ground, nothing to be done, nothing to be said. When the reality is, there is a very simple solution, and Owen has alluded to it. If we were to move move the times and have a very sensible discussion and say, look, move the times to 12 uh, midnight and 6am. That would mean any flights generally coming back uh, would get in because under the current proposal, we're again in this farcical situation that we have a lot of air traffic uh, control delays uh, across Europe at the moment. If some passengers' flights was delayed getting back into Dublin and they arrive in at uh, half 11 or quarter to 12, in, in theory, based on this new judgment, they'd have to be diverted to Shannon. And, that, and we think that's unacceptable. Yeah. It's an old yeah. condition that's in the planning and the minister needs to come out and now Dara, and get we, people to solve we, it. We've heard that and, and and with respect I do think that the proposals that you're putting forward do seem fairly straightforward yeah. and it's not a huge change from what they're asking so I get all that. Really I suppose what I was trying to find out is do you have any idea how many people might be affected by it if they were to be applied like that and what people might be able to do about it? So should I be changing my flights now? Uh, again I would encourage passengers to uh, to wait and see. Um, you know the enforcement takes six weeks. Uh, we would expect we'd have to notify passengers uh, generally two weeks before their flight uh, if there's going to be a change. Uh, and if there is a change and their flights are cancelled, they'll be given their options off a refund or moving their flights to another date. So passengers will be informed of their rights. Um, they'll be notified uh, two weeks in advance of of, of, of any cancellations. Uh, but I would encourage passengers, we would expect this This has to get sorted. We can, This cannot be a situation of where passengers are the ones that are penalised uh, on the basis of the mismanagement. So we definitely, you know, we'd encourage passengers to to sit tight. Uh, we'll inform them as soon as, as we know what's uh, what's happening. But uh, and they'll be they'll be given all their entitlements as part of that. Oh, and do you want to bring you back in here? Where do you, where do you see this going? Uh, it, it needs to be solved. I think uh, an intervention by the minister might do it. I do think that there is all as always. Um, you know, a little bit of standoff, you know, a little bit of sort of macho, almost uh, confrontational uh, d- uh, documents being exchanged that can usually be solved uh, by a face to face or an intervention at political level. What uh, just for the non air Ryan aircraft, there'd be about 45 flights impacted by this really big impact for the likes of the very late flights that go to Romania and Moldova, very big impact for the Brazilian community in Dublin who fly home, uh, their, their flights through Lisbon are off early in the morning, Frankfurt, uh, Air France to Paris, and a lot of the people transferring through Heathrow, very big impact for all of those. So it's not just uh, you know a bucket and spade issue, it's a business issue and it's an, an issue for our, our very important migrant communities. So there are too many uh, uh, too many people's uh, uh, livelihoods and and uh, their m- ways of doing business at stake here for yeah. it to end up in a spat between a local authority 
and uh, an airport. Well, oh, no doubt this is something that we're going to be hearing a lot about in the weeks and days ahead. But for now, we're going to have to leave it there. My thanks to Owen Curry and Always to, a pleasure, Mandy. D- and to Dara Brady you, from Ryanair for coming in. Thank you very much. On the Record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. It all adds up to the new equation on News Talk.